I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. For me to love you Four years, three months, two weeks And a Sunday For you to love me Monday And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com, a Game 7 son. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? So I had this text exchange with my wife yesterday oh this was before before the cowboys game oh and i was at, i was at church oh. and and she texted me and she saw this uh oh. tv segment uh on deck and on what I, Dak prescott and oh oh Dak the quarter oh, okay 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 were you going for something else i don't know we're not doing another ad read <laughs> and but first off, I just want to say, man, hats off for Dak Prescott and for talking and being open about mental health and everything with that. I don't yet yeah, go read all of that before I summarize it. But anyway, she texted me and I've never wanted to be my wife more than in this situation. She texts me and says, hey, I didn't know all the stuff about Dak. They're showing it on TV. This is really impressive that he's opening up and talking about having depression after losing his brother. And I said, yeah, this is the this is the football player Skip Bayless was making fun of on TV. And my wife responds with, who is that? <laughs> I've never wanted to be my wife more than when she responded, who is Skip Bayless? That there is a human being and that there are humans in the world that have no clue who Skip Bayless is. And she honestly had no clue who Skip Bayless was. And I'm like, you know what? It's best that you just don't know. So that's just where we should be at right now in the sports world. So and if to be somebody honest, doesn't know who Skip Bayless is, just let him be. Let him enjoy life and roam the earth. And to be honest, more and more are joining her cause because I think he is being forgotten more and more as, as he continues to go down whatever hot take path he decides to go down. On today's show, Isaac and I are going to break down some trade targets from five teams. We hope to get to five teams. As you know from yesterday, sometimes we don't get to everything we we want to get to Houston Rockets, Indiana Pacers, Clippers, Lakers, and then Memphis Grizzlies. Those are the teams we're going to try to get to today. We'll see which ones we get to. The Pacers one is definitely going to be interesting. Rockets, we kind of talked about yesterday, but we'll get to them as well. Um, so we're going to get to some trade targets for the Mavericks. But before we get to that, Isaac, right now we have a whole bunch of five-star Apple Podcast review questions. Thank you, everybody that submitted them so far. If you want to ask a question, get it answered on the podcast. The best way to do it is to submit a five-star Apple Podcast review. Just go to Apple Podcasts, put a question into your review, give it five stars. We're trying to get to 1,000. I think we're at 518 right now, so we're getting we're getting up there. We're getting close. We're inching, inching our way to 1,000. This one is from Scott. Scott says, if the Mavericks would have signed Jimmy Butler last offseason, oh would they be a title contender right now? Isaac Harris, being a fan of Jimmy Butler himself, what do you think? Yes, they would. I think they would. Because he gives you everything that you you would you would theoretically want. All the things and we said. Yes. Now, yeah, I don't want to go down the whole like 
would he be the same Jimmy Butler in Dallas that he is in Miami and just the fit and the culture and everything that and the young players because Jimmy doesn't take crap. So I don't I'm not saying that he there would be crap to deal with as far as like a Mavs roster, but like would the Mavs younger roster um, be the sa- same thing as like Miami's younger roster? Would he gel with them the same way uh, that he does in Miami? Because we've seen how he's gelled with younger rosters in look at Philly with Embiid and Ben Simmons or, you know, with Towns and those guys in Minnesota. And I'm not saying like Luke and those guys are the same way. It's just, it's kind of hit or miss with Jimmy. When Jimmy meshes and fits, you're like, dang, like every team in the league would love a Jimmy Butler. So I want to say if it worked, worked out in like it is in Miami, Yes, you get your your second creator, you get a defender, you get a vet, you get some toughness and grit to the to the you know lineup. You get everything to it. So yes, if they had Luca, Jimmy Butler, KP and some supporting pieces, they would have yeah, I, I might have picked them to go to the finals. You remember when that Twitter user DM me and said that Jimmy Butler was, you know, buying a house in Fort Worth? Yes, I do remember that. <laughs> Shout out whoever you are. I can't remember your name, and I, I probably wouldn't have said it anyway. But shout out to you that you uh, you said that to me. That was last off season or the off season before. It was like a while ago. It was probably the off season before last. But um, man, Jimmy Butler on the Mavericks would have been so interesting. He hasn't worked, so he, it didn't work at the end in Chicago. But he had hardworking teammates in Chicago when it worked, and then at the end, it wasn't really going that well. Then he gets sent to Minnesota. doesn't work there, obviously. Then he gets sent to Philadelphia. doesn't work for him again. And you just look at the difference between Towns, Wiggins, Simmons, and Embiid, and Luka, right? It just seems like Luka's the next step up from all of those guys. Uh, talent-wise, Embiid is up there with him. Towns is up there with him. But you know, work ethic-wise, would he have understood Luka's you know, because Luca is not no nonsense. Jimmy Butler kind of seems no, like a no nonsense kind of guy, but Luca is not necessarily no nonsense. He is nonsense, but he also brings results. And so I wonder if that would have worked for Jimmy. He, I don't think he's been with a player like that. That's kind of like a you know, he's Luca sometimes reminds you of Ang from Avatar. To be honest, he's like he's, same thing. Yeah, he's fun. <laughs> he's fun loving. He you know enjoys you know the fun side of life. He's probably a seven on the Enneagram. But he also has he also brings results, right? He also can command all four elements at some point, and he is willing to put the work in to uh, you know to get to become a fully realized avatar, which is what Luca's on his way to be. So I think they'd be a title contender too. I definitely think they would have beat the Clippers. I mean, that would have been imagine Jimmy Butler going and getting at Marcus Morris after he went after Luca. I also wonder how Jimmy Butler would have responded to Luca being the number one because that was such a thing. That was such a theme this year for the Mavericks is that they have such a clear hierarchy, and I wonder in Miami right now. Jimmy keeps trying to push Bam as the number one, and I wonder if he would have done the same in Dallas. You'd hope so, and Luca's a, t- a lot better than Bam, so you'd hope that he'd do that. But Luca doesn't need that push, and so I wonder what Jimmy, how Jimmy would have responded, especially since there's such similar positions, yeah, and they do similar things on the court. Like it's easy for Jimmy to push Bam because Jimmy can still, you know, shot create and do all the stuff. Like he can still get his shots up with Bam being the number one. You know, like the, the best player on the team or whatever. It's just, that's all. It's all interesting. It's a very interesting question, Scott. I think they would have beat the Clippers probably, but hey, the Clippers seem to be messing around and not really doing what they need to do to, to pull off this uh, this win. So we got a game seven tonight, Isaac. Let's just make a pick. Who you got tonight? Clippers, Nuggets. Uh, Clippers. Yeah, I'm taking the Nuggets. Of course you are. Nick R- Nick wants the Clippers so to lose so bad. Nuggets. Oh my gosh, <laughs> just it'd be so. Fun. I mean. 
Guys, th- listen, I will not let Nick do this. We just argued about this before we did it, we, before we hit record. Nick is going to try to pull this, like, we believe Lakers thing of we're the underdog. underdogs against small the Clippers. Mark, it's a, we're, supposed to, we're supposed to lose. They're the one seat, okay? They're not shop. supposed to lose. They're the one seat. They're so small don't business, let Nick Isaac. Do this. They got one of those small business loans from the pandemic. <laughs> they qualified as a small business, here. Isaac. I will say... Everything Nick likes, I wish they would take this thing off Twitter to where like you follow somebody and they like something oh, and it shows up on your timeline. Dude, everything Nick likes about the Lakers, if you're with me <laughs> as far as a Mavericks fan and you follow Nick for Mavericks coverage and you're sick of seeing this Lakers stuff on your timeline. I don't even retweet it. I just like it. Let, so you just have to let, change the way you that you You retweeted use a South Bay Lakers Horton Tucker highlight reel the other day. Who gives a crap about this guy? I don't care about his one less point than Rondo in that or than uh, Westbrook in that closeout game. (laughs) He scored nine points and Westbrook scored ten. I texted Nick and I was like, "Am I gonna have to mute him? Like, is this you can mute the the likes? You can just hit see this less often or not see any likes from Nick." I didn't know that. Oh, see, I teach Isaac new things about Twitter every day. Oh, let's go. Let's do this. That's what I got to do. <laughs> All right. Let's get to the actual podcast today. We're going we're gonna to get into the Rockets, get into the Pacers, trade targets for the Dallas Mavericks. We'll actually talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, if you have something that you need to do with your car, a reason to repair or maintain uh. your car, or just to save money, all the other important things that you could use money for. I mean, you could use money for... Uh, you know, a Mavericks bandana that Isaac aptly wore during our last live stream. And we'll do another one this week. So if you want to see Isaac's Mavericks bandana, you might get the chance to do that on our live stream. Come and uh, rockauto.com has all the parts for your car, all that they'll ever need. You can save money on the parts that you'd normally get at a store or at a dealership or anything like that. Save that money. Use it on something else like a Mavericks bandana. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything that you could ever need. So many things, stuff I don't even know about. RockAuto.com's catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You just click through it with the car, the make and model, the year, all that kind of stuff. Best of all, prices at RockAuto are always reliably low. Go to RockAuto.com right now to see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so that they know that we sent you again right in Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into some trade targets for the Mavericks. The Houston Rockets, man, we talked about them a lot yesterday. Here's how their salary cap kind of works out for the next two years, because after that, it's very sad. Westbrook and Harden, both making $41 million, not combined, (laughs) each $82 million combined for Westbrook and Harden. And the cap's probably going to, it's going to be at 109, right? So... Man, that is that's pretty wild. Eric Gordon making sixteen point eight million. He has another year on that deal. Robert Covington making twelve. PJ Tucker making seven point nine. Daniel House making three point seven. Austin Rivers is a player option for two point four. Ben McLemore is non guaranteed at two point two. They have David Nwaba. Uh, I think he's he's gone actually, but he's still on their books. Chris Clemens also is on a non guaranteed. So that's all they have on their roster. I mean, essentially. They just have those six players and then a non-guaranteed and a player option for Rivers. They don't have a lot of stuff. I, I don't really, I mean, PJ Tucker, we always talk about trades, but he's so essential for what they do. It's kind of like the Marcus Smart trades. We always try to make a Marcus Smart trade to bring him into the into Dallas, but you know, anything we come up with is not going to be good enough because he's so essential for that team. He is, but 
We just don't know what, like, Houston well, here's a is, trade for them. What do you think they do this? No, for real, because we don't know what Houston's going to do, right? I mean, they Dan Tony's gone. And he beat him to the punch. He's like, hey, I'm out. He told the team on the way back to Houston, he's like, I'm gone. I'm not coming back. We don't know what happens to Maury. So, I mean, they could legit bring in a whole new coach, a whole new front office, and we don't know what they're going to do with the roster. Are they just going to, re- are they honestly just going to roll everything back? I don't think so. I don't I think mean, you can. They're obviously not rolling back the coach. He decided to roll out himself. Yeah, but it, I don't think you just bring in a new coach and a new GM and just say, "Hey, let's just th- you I don't know, know if throw it back in a again." New GM. But I think everything's on the table for him. I mean, we talked about it yesterday. The Westbrook thing. I think they'll try, but I don't know what you can do with that right now. Harden, they'll probably hang on to him. I think they should just go ahead and blow it up, whatever, and entertain offers as for him. As long as Maury's there, they won't get rid of Harden. I'm I'm staking my reputation. I just don't <laughs> think Maury's going to be there. I think Maury's going to be If he's gone, then yeah, it's up in the air. But still, I mean, Harden is that franchise at this point. Here's the thing. They're not getting rid of Rob Covington. I don't think that's happening at all. He's no, on, we wish. I think it's a heck of a good deal. If you could, get one, if you could get one in a trade, Covington or Tucker. Oh, Covington for sure. Younger and everything. Here's the thing about P.J. Tucker. He is going to be 36 at the end of next year. So he's 35 right now. He's entering a contract year. So the Eric Gordon contract's the weird one for him that, like, it goes on. Eric Gordon's contract, he makes 16.8 next year. In 2021, he makes 18.2. Then the year after that, three years from now, he makes 19.5. I haven't been that impressed with Eric Gordon. But... With P.J. Tucker, if they do entertain offers, we know Houston doesn't have a lot of draft capital left or whatever, but if they want to create a little bit of cap space or they need a first-round pick or they want to try to, I don't know, do something different with a roster spot, whatever, would you, if you're Dallas, for one year of P.J. Tucker at 35 years old, what would you give up? To go get PJ Tucker, man, it's hard. So he he's making seven point nine million, essentially eight million dollars. He can go into the MLE. You could trade him into the, yeah. You could trade him into that. I mean, I would, you'd give both up draft picks both for sure. The draft picks, sure, yeah, for one year. I feel like I feel like there's some Mavs fans out there that wouldn't do that. That they wouldn't give up at 35 years old, one year of PJ Tucker. You would give up 18 and 31 for PJ Tucker. I would. I would right now. Best case scenario with those picks, you get another Brunson, I think. Yeah. And it, he's still going to take a couple years to you know to develop. I'd rather take the one year of Tucker. I think that's where the Mavericks are at this point. You're just going year to year and trying to, you know, get you know bring somebody else in because then you have Tucker's rights and you can resign him if he you know. I don't know, man. Eventually, it's going to go downhill for him because yeah, he is getting older and he's. I was just say, what do you even resign him at? I mean, it's not—it's not like he's gonna—you're gonna lock him in for a four-year deal yeah. or something, taking right. the forty. I mean, he's just—I mean, PJ probably at least has what two years left, something like that. Three years left. I mean, he's thirty-seven, thirty-eight at that I mean, point. But you know all about shoes. That addiction to shoes—that that'll keep you working for a long time. Oh man, I would love him in Dallas. <laughs> but his fit in everything in Dallas—he would bring everything: the toughness, the vet. He would fit perfect. Wing you know, defender, next to big K- defender. Yes, KP and everything. I would if they Imagine entertain your front court is seven three Chris Osborzingis and six four PJ Tucker. Yes, he'd be the shortest sign. player on the starting five. Sign me up. I would love it. <laughs> the shortest guy would play center, which is I guess what happened with the Rockets too. But but no, I would like. It. I think they're going to try to do something with the Eric Gordon contract. You're just going to have to find a team that 
Are you not interested care about- in that one? I'm not. That that would be the thing to where if they called and they said, "Hey, like we'll we'll entertain PJ Tucker, but you have to take Eric Gordon too." And I'm just not. Eric Gordon's not good enough to cut into the 2021 cap space at 18, yeah, 18 million. million. Yeah. Unless you're packaging some guys together and even at that point like if you're putting in Dwight Powell and DeLon and you know the draft picks and like all this stuff I mean I yeah anyway PJ yeah. Tucker's the main thing for Houston if they entertain stuff what if Houston called what if Maury called and said uh hey hey Donnie what about James for uh Chris no <laughs> If that happens, would that not be the craziest, know, weirdest thing ever? Happened, like you, we would see uh, Kirk Goldsberry post the. These are the teams that lead the league in step back threes, and it would be like Dallas Mavericks one thousand. Just imagine an under, offense. All the other teams under twenty each. So just imagine an offense of Harden and Luca <laughs> together. I don't even know. Doesn't what, even make sense. It would just be funny. Anyway, I just I just laughed about it. Yeah. I'm not suggesting I just yeah it's no just we don't. That would just be, it's just something to talk about since that's what we do. We talk about hypotheticals. All right, moving on to the Indiana Pacers. Their cap sheet is pretty interesting. A lot of guaranteed contracts. A lot of these teams are like, man, who has players if all these guys are, you know, they only have like six or seven players each. The Pacers have a bunch of dudes. Victor Oladipo, $21 million expiring contract. Brogdon for $20.7 million. Miles Turner for $18 million. TJ Warren for 11.7, Jeremy Lamb for 10.5 million, Doug McDermott, our boy, for 7.3. Sabonis' extension kicks in. He's making 18.5 guaranteed. TJ McConnell and non-guaranteed. Gogo Batazzi, TJ Leaf, Aaron Holiday, Edmund, Edmund Subner, all on rookie deals there. So couple couple guys in there. Anybody that really sticks out to you that you're interested in? Oh gosh. Uh I think if Take the Mavericks out of this conversation for a second. If you're highlighting three teams... He said on the Lockdown Mavericks podcast. <laughs> if you're highlighting three teams in the offseason to look at when it comes to what their roster, like potential stuff with roster um, and trades and everything, the Pacers are in the top three for me. They could do anything and everything. They're going for a new coach. <laughs> they probably we could see. Well, it's like if they hired D'Antoni tomorrow... What does that mean for their roster? Does that mean Miles Turner and Sabonis definitely is being split up like this offseason? Does that what is it what does it mean? And even when the Oladipo stuff happens, so everybody talks about Oladipo. We've talked about him before. He next year he makes 21 million guaranteed. And then he's an unrestricted free agent. There's no nothing else. There's no restricted stuff. Nothing. They have his rights, he, but yeah, they don't have anything that yeah. could keep him there for sure. So, unless he signs some type of an extension or something like that, he's going to be an unrestricted free agent. And there's been talk of, like, Indiana since they've handed out. So, in 2021, right now in guaranteed money, they have Brogdon at 21.7, Miles Turner at 18, TJ Warren at 12.6, Jeremy Lamb at 10.5, Sabonis at 18.5. <laughs> like, they have, right now, without Oladipo signed, they have $83.6 million guaranteed already for 2021 and a lot of people have thrown out there the Oladipo thing of like hey if they're not willing to go into the tax a lot because if you sign Oladipo you're going to give them a ton of money if you're not willing to go into the tax a lot that's where they could look at this this coming offseason and say should we go a year early on Oladipo try to trade him we played well without him 
try to trade it, all this stuff. I wouldn't. I would keep Oladipo and look to off, off, you know, Turner somewhere else. But <laughs> did you say off Turner somewhere else? Like you're gonna kill him? <laughs> oh gosh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I would unload Turner somewhere else, but. Coming up next. <laughs> if I was going to off Turner. <laughs> Here's where I'd hide the body. But okay, we can we can agree Oladipo, if they put Oladipo on the market, we've talked about it a thousand times. Dallas has to be calling. Every like Oladipo's one of the few names that I think could be gettable this summer and that I would go get and worry about Giannis later. That he's one of the only few names that I would do that with. And because it really doesn't affect Giannis for the most part, because if you trade for him, you're trading for him for one year to where even if it doesn't work out, you still have the cash space for Giannis. But even but if it does work out, you hit the home run, then you enter in the offseason, and then it then it's like, hey, if Giannis doesn't come, you already have Oladipo's right or all this different stuff. So yeah, I if there's a way to go get Oladipo without <sighs> including KP, Luca, and ideally without taking on any more long-term money, you got to go do it if you're Donnie. Coming up, we'll talk about trades for Victor Oladipo, what that would actually look like, and what it would change for the Dallas Mavericks future coming up. All right, Isaac Harris, let's get into Victor Oladipo a little bit more. We're probably going to keep talking about Pacers. We might get to the other teams, but maybe not. There's so much to talk about with this team. The, the thing with the Pacers is that they have $122 million in guaranteed money next year. The cap is going to stay at uh, 109 The luxury tax is at 132 So they're not in luxury tax territory yet, but they have 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 players on their roster. So I don't know where else they're going to sign other guys. Or I guess it's all just minimums, but... They're getting close there. They're getting close to that. They're definitely over the cap. Do they want to do that again? Um, I, I don't know. A, a small market team like that, I don't know if they'll want to go over the cap again for this team. But they also still haven't seen this team all not injured together, right? They just really haven't seen them all you know, together. And whichever coach they decide to bring in could really change a lot of things for them. So I kind of see them running it back. But your scenario, if they don't, what's a trade package that you could put together to get Victor Oladipo on the Mavs for next year? Yeah, I think, I mean, it has to start with Tim pick 18 and 31. And then it goes from there because, you know, Hardaway steps into the Oladipo role for the most part yep. and, and he can, you know, fit right on, right alongside that team. They get two draft picks out of it. They can, you know, do whatever with the draft picks and send it in another package, whatever. But then it, after that, what do they want? Because, even somebody like Maxi on their team, we love Maxi, and I think other teams really do value Maxi because he's had a valuable contract too. But they just drafted—I don't even know how to say his last name. Let's just say Goga. They just drafted Goga, Batazzi. and and then they have Turner and Sabonis. At some point, we've been talking about—I don't know—feels like my whole lifetime if they're going to split up Turner and Sabonis. But so yeah, I mean, it's Tim the picks, and then you're going from you know going from there. I think you have to include somebody like Seth or Maxi, one of those guys. But if you can, if you're going to get Oladipo, I feel like you have to do it at that point, right? I mean, yeah. What do we think about? Ol- we'll probably do a longer, you know, deep dive into Oladipo and how he's looked and all that. But what do you think about Oladipo as bringing him in and being, you know, that third piece? 
Oh, 100%. I mean, he fits everything. He's the wing. He's another creator. He's just 28. Um, you know, the injury thing is, is the key. I mean, that, that's the that's the bigger, uh, the big kick out of all of it because, yeah, I think it's, if Dallas did do something like that, people would immediately say, oh, they're handing big-time money to Oladipo and Porzingis, two guys that's had major injuries over the past, what, three or four years, something true. like that. And um, But, man, on, on the court, yeah, I mean, he would be – I mean – Anybody you would surround Oladipo, Luka, and KP with, let's go. I mean, I, I think that would put you right at the top of the, you know, I don't think there there would be any type of argument. You have a healthy Oladipo, there's, I, there's not another argument to for me to hear at that point about the Clippers, Lakers, or anybody else being over the, like Dallas would be in that conversation and be in the running for a title at that point. Yeah, for sure. He's the the wing defender that you need. He's a secondary type creator. He could, you know, lead the team, you know, scoring off the bench with the second unit or whatever. He's not going to come off the bench, but he, you know, with that second unit, he could lead the second unit. The injury stuff does concern you, especially with two guys like Isaac said. Um, so Jeremy Lamb, he started a bunch of games for them, but he's making ten and a half million next year and the year after. If they wanted to clear up some money, if they wanted to clear up next year. I just ran this through the, the the trade machine. Tim Hardaway, Justin Jackson, give him like send him a wing back that's not gonna cut into their their money as much. For Oladipo and Jeremy Lamb, they're getting off of some money. You send the two picks, eighteen and thirty one. These mm. star trades are never gonna be equal, right? Even the one that you know the yeah. Pacers got, and the, the one the Pacers got ended up being equal for Paul George, but. Uh, they're, they're never going to look equal right away. What do you think about that deal? Taking well, on- the Pacers are not going to get equal value for Oladipo. That just ain't going to happen, especially no. going into a contract year to where he's going to be a free agent. With his injury so whatever- concerns too, right? Like, yeah, that's why. That's why. That's the. That's the target. That's the one guy that I'm looking at for a trade target because what we've said a thousand times: if you swing for it, and let's say you do throw the draft picks in there and Tim and another piece of the, you know the roster and you swing for it and it doesn't work. He gets hurt again, he you know it doesn't work out roster fit wise whatever and he walks. Then you just have more cap space. Then you like you're still in the Giannis running. You still are in the running for anybody else that's free. It's not like Oladipo is a guy who has injury history and it's a guy that's locked in for four more years, and you're like, whoa, okay, we just gave up all this stuff for a guy that's locked in as a bad contract for the next three or four years. It's nothing like that. That's that's why I would value the Oladipo move so much. Now, the the other part of the roster, I seen somebody the other day, Mavericks, uh, a fan on Twitter or something, propose a Miles Turner trade and said, is this the third piece? I don't think Miles Turner is the third piece of this roster. I like him. Uh, I like that he's a Dallas guy. Um he likes working out in the practice facility when things were normal back in Dallas during the off season. Uh, he's a, yeah, I think he's a great guy. I just, I'm not in the running to go out and get a guy that makes over, you know, around 20 million a year. That's going to be another big and not, not in the system. I want a wing. Like I want a wing or another, you know, like creator, not another big. We think he's a better fit than, Andre Drummond, but it's the same kind of conversation as an Andre Drummond, right? It's just you don't want to allocate that. Well, Turner can shoot, so I mean. No, no, that's what I'm saying. He's a better player than Turner. He's a better fit, but it's the same conversation where you don't want to put that much, that that amount of resources towards a spot that is going to become null and void in the playoffs. Porzingis is going to move to the five. We're seeing it right now. I mean, we just talked about 
there's a chance that the, the tallest guy in the finals is six nine, right? Like Bam Adebayo yeah. might be the tallest guy playing in in the finals if you know these teams make it. Uh, it it's just it's really interesting just to uh, to to think about it that way. But you, want, I think the Mavericks going towards this center bullpen approach. If the center is not Porzingis, you want them to equal eighteen million total, right? Like three of them, <laughs> and not just yeah. just one guy. I think that's where we're at with centers. So. Under- I will say with D- I will say Doug McDermott makes seven point three expiring contract next year. Everybody wants shooters right now, and he played for this Pacers team. And I'm assuming Pacers would want him back because he is a forty percent three point shooter. But that contract, as an expiring contract, it would fit fit into your exception at that. It would fit into your MLE that if they do reach a point to where they're saying, "Hey, we have one hundred twenty two million uh, in guaranteed money next year. We want to try to cut it down to get around that one hundred nine mark." And they start shedding some money, I would gladly take McDermott for free into the MLE at that point. So, what if they wanted the thirty first pick? Yeah, for McDermott. Yeah, yeah, I would. What yeah. if they wanted eighteen? No, I wouldn't do that. You wouldn't, yeah, it's where you cut. That's where you draw the line. Yeah, especially because it's one year and one year of Doug. Well, we get basically got him for what three months, I think, last time, and <laughs> he then he's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I loved when he was here. I did. I did a fun piece with him and Harrison Barnes on. They played high school basketball together in Iowa. They have some fun stories about being in high school together and. Doug talking about Harrison being a nerd in high school is fun. <laughs> there you go. Guys, uh, that's what we're going to get to. Rockets and Pacers, trade targets. Let us know what you think. Follow us on Twitter at Nick Van Exit, at Isaac L. Harris, at Lockdown Mavs. Guys, we appreciate you listening. We'll be back with a live podcast later this week. We'll do around the league later after Game 7. I'm excited to watch Game 7 tonight. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Oh, the depot, and I'm gonna go to the map.